When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TalkSport Daily. How you doing? I'm Adam Catterall in for Andy Goldstein. And you're listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Coming up on the pod today, we've got a bold statement from Jermaine Pennant claiming a teenager playing in the championship is worth 50 million quid. Adrian Durham tells us why Manchester United have to sign Jadon Sancho, but ahead of the big fight next week, Saturday 22nd in Vegas, Wilder versus Fury, which is live and exclusive on TalkSport, by the way. The big man himself, Tyson Fury, was on drive with Matt Holland and Adrian Durham looking ahead to the big showdown. He believes he's some big knockout king and whatever, but he put me down twice in the fight. Both times I got back up and got back up and rattled him all over the ring. So, obviously, doesn't it that hard, does he? He's Everybody he fought, he knocked out, apart from the Gypsy King. True. And he had two opportunities to knock me out. He had me down twice, and he had over two minutes in both rounds to finish me. And it was like Mortal Kombat. Finish him! <laughs> and he was trying his best, and he just couldn't do it. So when you can't do it, and you've had the opportunity twice... What would ever possess this idiot to think he's going to do it the third time when he's already had two opportunities? Well, I'm not going to argue with either of you, to be honest. <laughs> uh, how, how good is the heavyweight division right now, do you think? Because I think it's in good health. The heavyweight division is on fire because the Gypsy King rules it. That's why I've got the biggest personality, the tallest, the best looking, the best singer, the best talker, the best everything that ever, heavyweight can ever, ever have. And I'm on the biggest stage in the world in Las Vegas. So there you go. Does it get any bigger than that? I don't think so. I just want to ask you about, um, I know you're not looking beyond this fight, Tyson. We all understand that. Wilder himself has been talking about uh, Anthony Joshua. He called him a coward. Do you think that's a little bit harsh? No, I second that. I don't think he's a coward, though. I think he's a I'm not even sure if I can say that on top. Whatever. I've just said it. Um, he had his opportunity to fight the Gypsy King. He had his opportunity to fight Deontay Wilder. But he didn't want to fight us. He opted to fight Andy Ruiz Jr. and then got knocked out in the bargain. So, you know... He can sit back in his armchair while his fight's happening in 10 days and think, you know what, that could have been me. But it wasn't because I never had the minerals to step up. But there you go. Just had a tweet. Well, loads of people obviously listening to this and they know the fight's going to be live and exclusive on TalkSport, Tyson. Darren McCarthy has just tweeted us, listening to it. He says, please make sure Tyson knows he is the people's champ and we'll all be cheering him on as he knocks out the bronze bomber. Get up there, my boy! <laughs> You know what? The uh, support, the support from the uh, from the fans on on the return on the comeback has been absolutely astronomical. Um, I never ever thought that I'd be a fan favourite. I was always the outlaw. I was always the pantomime villain. I was always there to get uh, things thrown at me and all that. But the last two years, the two and a half years, the love I've been thrown is absolutely ridiculous, and I'm so happy and I so uh, love every fan that supports me. You know. 
And I think the journey with the mental health thing has really um, let people in to know me personally. Over to breakfast, and this is Jermaine Pennant on the show with Alan Brazil and Tony Cascarino. And here's a very big statement from the former Liverpool midfielder on Birmingham's Jude Bellingham. He reminds me of a, a young Steven Gerrard. You know, he throws himself about. He can get up and down the pitch. He can score goals. He assists goals. He's got trickery. Um, a, a fantastic young player. And, and I'm surprised that there's not more teams, you know, um, whispering and, and interested in him. And then just Chelsea and Man United. Because yeah. he is a really a special talent. 16 as well. 16, yeah. Mind you, we go back to Trevor Francis. I know way before your time, Jermaine, but... You know, I remember Trevor coming on the scene that age, and he was electric. Yeah, and Jermaine was 16 at Arsenal, wasn't he, when you first got in the team? Yeah, well, I was, yeah. Uh, moved from Los County at 15, um, and then obviously made my debut uh, in the Carling Cup at the time when, when I was 16. But, you know, he's doing this week in, week out in the Championship, and the, the Championship is a very, very strong, demanding mm. physical league. Uh, and when, I, when, I, when I've seen him playing, he's, like I said, he's diving into tackles, you know, at 16, I'm 37 and I still don't dive into tackles. Um, and he <laughs> yeah. was, he's, he's throwing his body about like no one's business. And he's strong. Yeah. And he's strong and, and physical and big. And he's only going to get stronger. Mm. So, you know, what he can achieve in his career in the latter stages is going to be mm. frightening. He's a really fantastic player. You're okay. I was going to just say, Jermaine, tell us about moving from Notts County and going to Arsenal, yeah, obviously sure. a, a huge club in the world of football, mm. and being a 16-year-old and the pitfalls that can happen to you. Yes. I, you know, I've, I've had this conversation many times with people, and I I feel, you know, it was out of my really control and say to, to stay or go or... Um, you know, maybe sign the contract but get loaned back to, to Notts County. I, I wish that was the deed and that did happen, as I thought I'd have been probably benefited more uh, for my career, staying at home and playing more first-team football rather than, then, you know, coming out of first-team football, being amongst the first-team players at such an early, early age. Yeah. And then moving to Arsenal, then going into the youth team, it feels like you're starting all over again. Yeah. You know, obviously it was a, a great opportunity to, to move to Arsenal and be around the players like Thierry Henry, but that didn't come until I was about 19 where I started, you know, going into the first-team change room then. So I've gone from one kind of experience high to then starting all over again. So I feel maybe if he does, if the, if the move does happen, you know, for his potential ability to get better, I think he should really stay at Birmingham. Sign a deal with one of the two massive clubs, great. But uh, hopefully they can discuss a deal where he goes back to yeah. Birmingham um, and further his progress in his career. Back to driving, this is Ed and Matt Holland talking Jaden Sancho and which Premier League club he should be joining in the summer. And let me tell you why United need Jaden Sancho. First of all, the very basic stuff, he improves their first 11 a, a lot. Um, he is a global star, which ticks all the marketing boxes for Manchester United, which we know that are important to them. It's a big statement to Manchester City. And don't underestimate this. This is a huge statement to Manchester City if United get hold of Jadon Sancho. It will prove to me, anyway, that United still rule Manchester. I appreciate City are winning titles and United aren't. But when you step back and look at the bigger picture, City still haven't even won the European Cup. So let, let's just have a look and assess where both clubs are at. Yes, City are winning stuff at the moment. Overall, in the bigger scheme of things, United will still feel they're the biggest club in Manchester. They will still feel top dogs. And I think a signing like Jaden Sancho proves that as well. And Ed Woodward needs to make the Sancho deal happen for his own reputation as well. 
And I think that this is such a big deal for Manchester United, their fans and the club, at a time when they really need that massive statement. And it will put a lot of pressure on Sancho's shoulders, but I think that he can handle that. This is a guy who left Man City as a teenager to go to a different country. Well, before that, he left Watford to go to Manchester City and then went to a different country to play football where they speak another language, where it wasn't home. He's quite happy with pressure. So going to Manchester United wouldn't bother him one little no, bit. No, the, the, the pressure he's absolutely fine with. I, he can deal with it. No worries. He had tough moments this season. Mm. He, he's got dragged off after, just after half an hour this season by his manager for not performing well enough. He got suspended for being late back from international duty. So he's had his tough moments as well. He's got the character to deal with that, absolutely. Does he, though, need Champions League football? That is the question because there's no guarantee he's going to get that at Man United next season. And I know United have signed players when they haven't been in the Champions League and they've, you know, they've, they've gone out and got Pogba when they weren't in the, in the Champions League. So they, they can still attract players with that, you know, with the, uh, playing Europa League football rather than Champions League football. But Jadon Sancho might feel as though that's quite important to him. Well, imagine you're Jadon Sancho and you've got a choice, United or Liverpool. And you've been told by both managers you get into the first team. Well, that's you know that's an issue with Liverpool. You, and can, going you, there. Can, you can extend the choice. Because I think the choice that Sancho's going to have in the summer is probably going to be bigger than that. I think you know, I don't think it's just going to be Liverpool and Man United fighting it out for him. There's been plenty of talk that Chelsea are, are still in for, for Jadon Sancho. I think he's a Chelsea fan as well. I think he, he grew up a Chelsea fan. So, And then there's, then there's the league of giants as well. Real Madrid, Barcelona. I don't, so don't think it's just Man United and Liverpool who are after Jadon Sancho in the summer. I, I think he's on the radar of all the top clubs. Staying with Sancho, this is Glenn Johnson, on with Jim White and Natalie Sawyer, saying Manchester United would be the wrong choice for the Dortmund midfielder. If he goes to a team like United at the moment, of course it's a fantastic club and it looked great on his CV, but the team are not where they should be. And I think as a young kid, I think they'll put too much on him from day one. A young lad like that shouldn't have to fly the flag for a club like United. Uh, and I think he could feel the pressure, certainly coming to the Premier League, which would be different anyway, and then to, to sort of carry that with him I think it would be tough This is Emil Heskey on kickoff with Hugh Woosencroft and Darren Lewis talking about the cutthroat world of professional football Leaving Liverpool it was the time was up and at times you've just got to accept that mm. as a player and you just move on um, I, I remember the, the, the then CEO coming to me and saying uh, uh, we've accepted a deal from Birmingham and <laughs> Uh, but you're not. I'll, I'll fight. Stay and fight from place. Uh, no, no. So and so's coming in, and you're not going to play. Okay, I'll go then. And that's how that's how cutthroat football is. What's that feeling like when you get told that? Um, it, it depends who you are. I, I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I, um, I'll, I'll go and have a look. I'll go and have a talk to Birmingham. It, it was it was easier for me in a sense because Birmingham was next to Leicester, so I was going mm. back. Felt like I was going back home. It's still Liverpool. Yeah, yeah that, no, no, that, that, no, no, no. that is a club yeah. that people dream and, and, guess what? and dream and, and guess dream what? about playing for. The year later, what did they win? Oh, I don't know what year you left. Champions League. 2004, mm. you left. Uh, yeah, yeah, later yeah. They won what was it like watching that? Uh, I was in Antigua, so I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be difficult. It's a club that you didn't yeah. want to leave, you know, yeah, and they go on to that sort it, of success. It, it, it is, but you, you, I t you, for me, I, I, you have to move on and you, you can't hold anything back and you just got to keep going. Yeah, but Emil, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, if I'm sitting in your position... And, and I get told those words, my heart sinks. 
you know, you must then mm. you you must have felt some emotion at that. Yeah, moment. you do feel emotion, but I can't hold on to that emotion. I've just got to move on. I've got to keep moving. I never thought. Um, I always thought that I'd stay at Liverpool for uh, uh, several uh, uh, years after that. But it wasn't to be, so I just I just moved on. Uh, spoke with uh, Steve Bruce at the time, mm-hmm. and got a good feeling, good vibe. So I, I moved on. Hawksby and Rushton. It's a new show. Hawksby Max Rushton here on Talksport. Um, the show has essentially been all about Maurizio Sarri today, and the mm, fact he turned yes. on the Italian. Well, he didn't turn on the Italian post office. He said if he if he wanted a job without pressure, he would have joined the post office. And the Italian post office got mad. They've invited him in for a day's work experience, which makes it sound like if he does like the job, he can stay on <laughs> and then leave being in charge of Juve it's and quite, all that that it's entails. Quite tr- work experience is a tricky thing to do, though, isn't it? You don't want to be too keen. No, you don't want to be aloof, do you? We have a lot of work experience here, you know, and you can always tell. So you don't want Sarri to deliver all the letters. No. Because then people are like, I've worked my whole life to do this. But yeah. you don't want You've been to... a bit too busy, exactly. son. Just back off a little yeah, bit. Totally. Yeah, So it's hard to know how Sarri will play that. Uh, I'm Jason in Corby. I'll have to edit this. I'm a postier, not quite done yet. He was still working an hour or so ago. I didn't want to save an elderly lady's life back when I was a cadet, he said. Wow. They, have cadets, they have the post office cadets. I didn't know <laughs> I wasn't about aware that. aware of this. She had left her gas on overnight. The fire brigade uh, had to break in to get her out of the bungalow. So there we are. The other tale involved some kind of toy that we can't really talk about <laughs> no, this sort of day. No. It wasn't Stretch Armstrong, put it that way. Um, <laughs> thank you, Jason. Yeah, Alan in Weatherby, who is... Uh, uh, he's, he's letting the side down, really, because yeah. I finished my round at two. I still have the afternoon pressures of shuffling my fantasy football team. I'm fourth. That's yeah. pressure. Gordon Ramsay's dragged up for his new TV show. He is, uh, he is he dressed as a woman to go undercover in his latest show. Right. And, you know, it didn't massively work. It did look like Gordon Ramsay uh, <laughs> working one of the West End clubs. Um, he hid in a wig, frock and hat in a bid to save... Now, he's got a new TV series. Can you imagine what the TV series... I was quite shocked to discover it's a show in which he tries to save a failing restaurant. No way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's it right. could work. It's called it? 24 Hours to Hell and Back. Can there be any more failing restaurants that he hasn't saved? Is How he... many restaurants can you go in and say, paint the walls white and, and cut the menu down by 75%? And, and you know, I want, I need six of you to cry. Yeah. I need one of you to walk out in a half. And the deal is, I'll do up your restaurant for free. <laughs> it's a great deal, isn't it? I'm Jason Cunny. This is TalkSportSingles.com. <laughs> Tony Cascarino was on breakfast saying Hakim Zayek, the new Chelsea player, is top, 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 top class. No, don't worry, we weren't stuttering. It wasn't a glitch. That was just me emphasising how good this lad is. Anyway, it reminds him of Maris. He's got everything. He's a great set-piece taker. He's a bit like Maris. He can go people, he can dribble, he can go at you and just go past you. Fantastic assist record. A hell of a talent. I just think Chelsea would be very, very lucky to get him. What people don't know about Ziyech is that when he got to Ajax, he was bought for 11 million. Now, Ajax don't spend money. No. They've never been a spend. Yeah, they've always bought in the kids. He was bought for 11 million, which was big money, 11 million euros for a club like Ajax at that particular time. That was, what, two, three years ago? Mm. A real talent elder. I just, I think, will be a fantastic addition to Chelsea Football Club. Time for the best bits from me and JJ on Sports Bar. Well, mate, this could go on for a bit. It's littered with good stuff. Liverpool are not statistically, as you claim, a better team this season because the FA Cup, mm-hmm. which United won, you not Liverpool have not played their best team. Liverpool, okay. Liverpool, in between Sheffield United and Tottenham, yeah. played 
a young team yeah. against Everton. Right. Yes or no? Well, hang on. Right, OK, then. What about this one, Abdul? Do you remember when Man United actually didn't enter a team into the FA Cup? Do you remember that season? Yeah, but, but that's irrelevant. Oh, 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 here we go. Why is that irrelevant? You're, here we go. You're trying to compare here we go. Liverpool as the best Premier League team. Here we go. Don't shift the goalposts. Here, here we go. Here we go. I've got him. He's on the end of the line. Yo, you two boys. Help me out. Right, go on, Gaza. Right, I've got a problem. I'm, I love Chinese food. Love, My yes. wife yeah. likes Indian food. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she said to me, what are we doing tomorrow night? Yes. And to be nice, I thought, I won't go Chinese. I'll go with Indian for her. Yes. I said, I fancy an Indian. Yes. Right. She said, well, what are you going to have? A korma? She was taking the mickey. I said, no, actually. I fancy a chicken taka. She said, don't you mean tikka? No. <laughs> We didn't. We didn't. We did the punchline because he, uh, guys. I'm really sorry. I mean, I don't know. We, we didn't. We must have appeared really rude there. We didn't laugh, but we didn't hear it because the line again went bad. Uh, Gary, how are you? All right, guys. Adam, Adam, this yeah. is the punchline. So the wife said, I said to the wife, we'll go for Indian. She said, Oh, you're having a coma. I said, No, I'm going to have a chicken taka. She said, Don't you mean tikka? I said, No, taka's a little off. <laughs> the line went again. Who pulled the line on him again? <laughs> one more, Gary, one more. go on, finish us off some. Get, right, get that punchline out, Gary. So she said, I said Indian. She said, oh, what, you having a coma? I said, no, I'm going to have a chicken taka. She said, don't you mean tikka? I said, no. The Sports Bar on TalkSport. <laughs> we finished where we started. The show's not over till the big lad sings. Take it away, Tyson Fury. Well, I've got a meeting with uh, Tom Jones in about an hour. And after that, we are going to the gym to do a little bit of working out. And I'll have plenty of media and plenty of um, interviews and stuff uh, in the next 10 days, I suppose. You know, it's, it's a big fight, so a lot of uh, media want to talk to me from around the world. Tom Jones, can I ask what that's about? Yeah, I'm a massive fan of Tom Jones. Of, uh, he's one of my all-time favourite singers. And I'm uh, finally getting the chance to, to meet him later. Wow, that, that's really impressive. I, I don't think I knew that. Do you, do you do a, a passable... We're going, we're, going we're going to have a few little sing-songs together. Acapella, of course. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, who knows, we might have a beer or two as well. I, I like it. Well, especially in the build-up to a fight, why not? Can you give us a, a, a quick uh, bit of Tom Jones? What's your favourite? It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. How's that? <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty good. Are you, are you coming out? Your ring walk, is that your song as you're coming out? Uh, you'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see. February 22nd at the MGM Grand on Talk Sport. You guys calling the fight. It's just amazing, man. Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I love you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. That's it. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Don't forget, you can download this podcast via Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And tomorrow, that's Saturday, if you're listening on Friday, it's game day and we've got loads of live football. Southampton versus Burnley at 12.30. Leeds are taking on Bristol City in the Championship at 3 o'clock. And Norwich versus Liverpool, 5.30 on TalkSport. Exclusive commentary. Make sure you tune in for that. And just a little plug as well. Fight night is on at nine o'clock tomorrow night. It's the best show on the network in a bit. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.